developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. I guess I should have known by the way you parked your car sideways in a wooden land. Oh, uh, hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> oh, man. Shoot, it's been a while, hasn't it? You know something? I know today is Monday, and usually this is a Wednesday show, but at the same time, I promised you something for Friday. Then I tried on Saturday, and it just didn't come together. These timelines are getting very interesting, right? One way or another, I'll tell you what happened. I went to sleep. Of all days, I went to sleep and finally just checked out couldn't wake back up to go ahead and do it. Yeah, but you know, sometimes it's essential. Because I'm going to tell you the real truth is, this is a new episode. This is happening on Monday. And of course, welcome to the J-Man Show here on K360 Radio. buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. So what's been going good, ladies and gentlemen? It is Jay here on the J-Man Show, just checking in and talking with you all. It's time to go ahead and get back on this road to 200 episodes, after all. So that means you're here for episode 102. And I hope you heard the theme song, because I don't think I did this time, but hey, it is what it is, right? (laughs) So just think about it as a big, giant open for you all. Yep, I'm testing out my mobile function, because I don't want to miss out on a day like I did, you know, go ahead producing content for you all. And that's kind of the beauty of doing these shows nowadays, like, you know, between this and the mini bites, I have the ability to go ahead and do it whenever I want to on the go. So there's little things like that that make you wonder, you know, what has happened. And you see my old earbuds that I used to have to do the show, I don't have them anymore. They finally went up on their expiration date. Now, before any of y'all throw those wireless ear pods and all that kind of stuff at me, you got to think this, right? (laughs) Sometimes yours truly doesn't have the money to go ahead and get those things yet. And even if I did, I'm still using uh, my phone from a couple of years ago. So give me some time. Give me some time. And even then, I'm not getting an iPhone. I'm just not interested. But it doesn't mean I don't cater to the iPhone crowd. Now, you, if you do, if you do use those things, that's entirely up to you. And, uh, and good on you. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, the Galaxy has always been home to J-Man. You know what I'm saying? And it's gotten to the point where Samsung is kind of a household name right here. Now, I don't want to say I'm a, a brand loyalist. Oh, by God knows. Uh, of course not, you know. Hey, I've been using third party for a long t- time of my existence. So I don't see myself necessarily just catering to one brand. 
and outweighing it over the others because I believe, I believe, um, see, what can I go with? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, y'all. Now, as, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to my phone, I'm just always going to be a Android Galaxy guy. I'm always going to be about Samsung when it comes to the phones. It's just always been good to me. And plus, not only that, when it comes to those who do the iPhone, there will be an iPhone app for every J360 radio show in addition to an Android app. So that's coming. So for those of you that want to listen or chime in, it's not saying that either one's better than the other. It's just that, you know, there's a preference in these things. And Samsung products have been a very good partial part of my existence for now. <laughs> but it doesn't mean like I'll go and buy one of their washer-dryer combos because, um, I don't know, Maytag's got that on lockdown. I'm just saying. Other than that, though, I hope you all have been doing well since I have last seen you. And in case, uh... In case you haven't realized, there's another episode of J360 Radio Live that went up a couple of days ago, which uh, me and Alan were sitting back shooting the, shooting the S, as I like to say, because I can't curse on this show. And we were really getting into it about a few things. Now, there's some things from the show I want to touch base on, such as, like, the Warriors versus the Raptors. I know the Warriors won this round because, well... To be honest with you, they're the Warriors. If anything, they're going to go ahead and make you uh, seem like you're about to win something. They're going to feel you out a little bit, and they did. And they managed to beat the Raptors on their home court. So home court advantage wasn't on their side. Now, as it turns out, the next couple of games are going to be over there in the Bay. So the Raptors got their work cut out for them, unless they start working on some strategic planning. But who would have thought, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, even Kevin Durant being unleashed on them, you know, that just seemed to be a little extra because they already have a set team in order to dominate. But, you know, nobody wants to come in and see some teams get creamed like that. Especially, like, for those of us, like, we only get to go through it one time when it's the Super Bowl, you know? Whoever's playing the Patriots at the time, because that's the team to beat. And once you're in that situation, and as soon as those four quarters are up, that's the end of the game. And then you got to ride it out a little bit, and then things start to peter out after the time they meet the president or not, depending on who goes and who doesn't. And considering who's in public office these days, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, I'm sorry. I can give him benefit of the doubt on a few things, which is very rare because I don't. And it's not going to happen in this episode, folks, because he hasn't done anything to really, really capture my attention yet. So, yeah, don't really care for Trump. But it's not about Trump today. Going back into the finals... I want to see the Raptors win. For real, I do. I want to see the Raptors win because it could give something back to the East. It could make a big change on things. And then I'm getting tired of the Warriors show. The problem is is that the Warriors have so much depth to them that even their their main stars don't even have to be on the court and it's still a 10-yard fight. Go all the way down to their rookies. Even their rookies got game now, I think about it. Though they won't really see any yard time because of the dominant of their starting lineup. So, it's just one of them kind of things that you look at. You want that team to win, but you know it's going to be hell for them to try to make it. But then again, Kawhi Leonard's pretty good, and he draws in his whole team on the Raptors, and they know how to play team ball, so maybe there's a chance they could win game three over at the Bay. It might be a back-and-forth kind of deal. So, you know, at the end of the day, I want the Raptors to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors pull a fast one like they did not too long ago little cyclone bit for you all oh man and another thing i was busy over at work not too long ago picking up different ships uh one of my own got injured not too long ago so i was like ain't this about a blip 
but at least I got a big check coming. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, let's get this done. Let's get this done. But then I found out the one person that's detrimental to any sort of idea that I have when it comes to dealing with my day job. And that would be my would-be team lead, Senior Laziness. We all call him Captain Dick, but the truth is is that, yeah, because he is one, and that's part of his last name, too. But the thing about it is, is this. He don't make no sense. The way he does stuff, y'all, it's kind of like looking at somebody that's very remedial, got pushed through school, and somehow figures that he could be a leader of men. And as I look at him, I'm like, you know what? He's not doing a good job about this. And then there are times where I realize that he's very insecure about himself. So I'm probably treading den- thin ice talking about this, but considering who I am, I'll talk about anything. <laughs> he is a fool. See, for my job, all I got to do is stock stuff, make it look pretty. Him, on the other hand, he'll come in like pretty much like a comment section on any sort of content creator site. Go ahead and point out all these things and then sit back in his easy chair and say, yeah, I did a good job today. I'm like, shut up, moron. The reason why I'm doing this kind of stuff for my layout, because I believe in the principle of working smarter instead of harder. Like, if you have products that are all going to the same spot, you know, don't you kind of want to double up on them so you can get them all out of the way, let the person shop and you're not there anymore? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're cleaning something, don't you want to clean the whole area out so you never have to go back there and do it twice? It's little things like that. And I mean, yeah, some of y'all like to milk the clock or some of y'all like to say, well, it just keeps me busy to go ahead and do it twice. And it's like, yeah, I I understand that. If you want to do that, that's good on your principle. But for me, myself, since I'm the one doing the actual labor, how I go about doing the labor is all up to me and the common sense I put behind it. So I try to always double up my stuff to get it out there. Just just get it out there. Get it ready for whomever's coming in there. Because you know they always got to complain about something. Because that's just the way, you know, customers do. And that's just the way people in general do. Because we all got to complain and gripe about something. More on that later. So hold that thought. The thing is, is this. As I'm sitting here getting this stuff done. He's like, oh, well, well, could you just hurry up and do that? Oh, 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 how about just getting those four packs out there for people? Fool, this is Sunday. People are coming up in here buying a whole lot of stuff in bulk on Sunday. I'm not giving them four. I'm giving them eight. And if anything else, if it was a holiday weekend, you know, you got to add more to that. So I'd have to make 12 packs instead for people. And the thing about it is I don't mind doing that. But I do know at the end of the day, you got to work smarter instead of harder. Otherwise, you're never going to keep up. And if you're already behind, well, hey, just like what I said, you're going to be behind anyway. There is no reason for anybody out here, especially people who are, quote, in position of leadership, because they're not real leaders. They're just people who sit on their asses all the time and, sit and, and go ahead and throw something at you in hopes of getting it done. And they're so scared of it not getting done, they're going to sit there and try to be like, did you get it done yet? Did you get it done yet? Did you get it done yet? Yeah, I'm about to go to jail because I'm going to go ahead and crack you in the jaw with an elbow in a minute. And then at the end of the day, I'll be like, yeah, I got it done. <laughs> but you see, the thing about it is, is this, right? You already know. See, I, I got the confidence to wake up knowing every day that I'm smarter than this idiot because the thing is, is that I'm always going to do my job smarter instead of harder. That's what you need to do. And you see, people, on the other hand, they have a problem with that. 
those that are jealous are those that have not gotten to the point where you start to realize, hey, you have a brain, why don't you use it? The thing is, is this. You, you got to be focused on it because they all have a time limit nowadays. I don't know if some of y'all work in retail or if you don't. See, I do it as a little bit of a part-time gig for myself. But as I do it, I'm always thinking how to make it more manageable for myself and for other people. And that's how you're able to talk more. You're able to network more instead of just being um, out there in the field like an oxen with a yoke on them. And the person sitting there going, yeah, yeah, plow everything. Yeah, we're going to get it done. Oh, God, we got it done late. You, you're never getting it done late. I'll make sure I have all my stuff decked out and ready, and then I'm gone. Because, see, it's like this. Say, like, if I'm there until about 4 o'clock at night, well, here's the chance, right? You know I'm done by 3.45. And then what's going to happen is get my last break in, and then 3.55, <laughs> I'm practically out the door. And then I've already hit the clock, and by 4.01, I'm on the road. I'm not even there. I'm gone. That's just the way it is. This moron, he'll come in here when it's about your time to leave, and he'll add something on. He, he got to add 30 minutes to your day. It's like, yo, man, unlike you, I have a life, and I'm going to preserve my livelihood. I don't care what you say. I got a company I'm building. And believe it or not, J360 Radio, ultimately J360 Productions, comes first. So I always have that idea set in play. It's kind of like when I have the things laid out for these episodes and stuff. And since I know that moron's going to get more ridiculous by the time summer rolls around, because he was like that last year, but at the same time, I always was one step ahead of him. The truth is, is this. This is why the mobile set that I have is essential for all of you. <laughs> so I got to go ahead and make sure I get the right headphones and get everything all set up and find out the booth where I can go ahead and do these things for you all. It's going to be a fun little plan, and I'm going to have a good time doing it because your boy is slick. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I've noticed this stuff because guess what, guys? I've been through it all before. I've worked in jobs like this for well over 10 years. So I pretty much know when there's a lout there or when there's a good leader. And a good leader will, do, a good leader will help you. A good leader will actually help do the job with you, not for you, and not tell you how to do a job. Nobody's that dense. Nobody. I know there's quite a few people out there that press the rule, but see, they're not more so dumb than they are lazy. And you see, I know him because he's lazy and a lout. But I know myself as a worker, and as an intelligent worker at that, and a leader of his own group, oh, believe me, I know how to share the wealth, and I know how to go ahead and make time for these things. So that's how you got to be smart and survive the game of retail. And you never know when head manager sits there and looks for it. Now, the problem with head managers are, much like middle management in general, they have no idea what's going on. They'll sit in their little office. They'll be like twiddling their thumbs or being on their iPhones or doing all this other stuff talking about, yeah, I'm having a hard time at work. And believe me, they'll have a hard time at work when it comes to conflict resolution. You know, the one thing you're supposed to know before you ever even consider being a manager or team lead. So, it's like, come on, man. You gotta work with people. Can't just go ahead and throw negative reinforcement all around and sit there and point finger and yell at all this kind of stuff. If it's that important to you, why don't you go ahead and jump in and do a couple of things? See, that's what I would be if I was a manager of that place and if I considered, hey, you know what? This is gonna be my life forever. <laughs> but nah. And you see, the thing about Glory Boy, I should say, 
or Captain Dick, I should say. He sits there and he thinks he's going to be promoted in years to come. He's going to be at the top of the ship. All that's going to be there for him. And he always says, see where I'm at. Well, this is the J-Man version of that. See where I'm going. The truth is, I'm not going to stay in a place like that. I'm not going to stay stagnant. I'm not going to be busy trying to kiss anybody's brown or pink ring to try to get where I need to be. Because if you can't see the skill set that I'm bringing towards you by actually working smarter, by actually getting stuff done and doing what I got to do, then that just goes to show that well, it's supposed to be reconnecting. Okay, okay. Well, we're back. We're back. <sighs> yeah, that's another thing about summertime, guys. A lot of power surges run around through here, so sometimes like the internet gets clicked on and it clicks off. So if you heard any of what I'm saying here, it's just a little technical issue. But we're still backing on. But yeah, summertime is going to be very, very interesting, if not already, because of the stuff I got to do on the day job and the algebra work that I need to do for my degree. And then, of course, you know, just trying to run J360 Productions. And that's just three at the top. I got more other places and things to do, too. But, 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 that's not any problem or anything, because I can handle that kind of stuff. All kind of working smarter. Now, the thing is, sometimes stuff can get away from you, to the point where you get so busy dealing with life that you lead into a creative burnout session. And I gotta admit, I kind of felt the scars of it not too long ago, around about Friday going into Saturday, because I didn't think that the algebra work would take me that long to get, you know, to get stuff done, because I always try to go ahead and knock it out at that moment, like I said before. You see, the thing about algebra, it's one of them things that you got to keep practicing and practicing and practicing on so you can be expertise at it. And you see, as I do that, and I still got a time limit on when I get my assignments made and finished, you know, it's, it's kinda, it kind of keeps me busy for a while. So that's why sometimes, you know, the scheduling around here is in a state of flux. Now, I don't feel bad about it. It's just uh, another way for me to work on my time management skills. But you see, when it comes to the point where it interrupts my flow... With producing for you guys, that's where it kind of annoys me. Because I don't like missing my show dates. I know there's been times that I have done it, but I don't like it at all. I, I don't like it any more than you guys do. Because when you get promoted to be there and the act is not there, you feel like you wasted your time, right? You feel like, you know, you haven't had anything come together for you. And if it hasn't, then it becomes a real asshole, And you don't want to deal with that anymore. Because say like, oh yeah, I got another show planned. And then, you know... You guys have already gotten the first one, so you're like, okay, well, let's hopefully this isn't twice. And then I don't show up. So twice happens again, I'm already 0 for 2, right? So <laughs> when you get to that third one and you announce, oh, yeah, it's happening today. None of y'all show up, but I show up. So, see, that's what happens. And you don't want anything that severe and stuff, but I'm sure a lot of you content creators out there understand about creator burnout. That's when, like, the notes don't come to you. That's like when you're making music and the sound ain't just right, or when you're mastering and the sound isn't right, or even better, that moment where things just don't work. <laughs> and believe me, I've had it. I've had it a couple of times trying to get to the road of 100 episodes. Even for the 100 episode, I kind of hit a wall when I didn't have anything prepared, but, you know... The way I managed with that is I started working on a couple of processes around here that, you know, were kind of half finished. Some old little, you know, old little things I know about. Some stories from my life that I really didn't think were, you know, susceptible to be told. But you see, the thing about it is I'm not uncomfortable with the details of my life. I mean, I'm just human. I don't, I'm not afraid to let you guys know about a few things. So, you know, when I start putting piece by piece of that kind of material together, 
then the creator burnout just starts to disappear after a while. And then sometimes, you know, if you, nothing really comes to you, go to bed. That's all you can do. Go to bed. Go take a walk. Go play some sports. Don't even stream a video game at this point. Just just go do a whole bunch of other things and leave it be. If you're like me and you got a lot of episodes all lined up anyway, the thing is, is that, you know what, promote your show. Push your show a little bit. Because it's going to come back to you anyway. And see, with me, I always had it like this. If you didn't get a show on the day of, you're going to get a show on emergency day. The show that, com- the show that comes after it. If this show is not ready by Wednesday, you're going to get it on Thursday. And so on. And if that third day doesn't click, then I'm going to let you guys know. And then, you never know, Double Special comes along. There's ways to do these things. Because I don't mind doing them for you. It's just all about making the time to make it so. So when you have creator burnout, you know, you just need to find something else to do for a little while. Put that creator on the shelf a bit and live a little bit. Be human. I actually got to spend a lot more time with family for a little while. You know, sitting there reminiscing with them, talking with them. And, you know, kind of hang up my whole J-Man mantle for a little bit just to be, you know, me. That's kind of the thing. Just to sit back, chill out for a little while. And then it all starts to click back to you after a while. Like, oh, say, you got a monster movie to do. All right. Now that I'm sitting back here, I know what it's like to live. But as I sit here and I remember some of the dark things and some of the unbearable things, then all of a sudden I created my monster right then and there. And I know what the gist of that monster is. So I go ahead and make a final product for you all, which is one of the scripts that I have right here laid out. And the truth is, is that I need to go ahead and put these things in production eventually. So, I'll make time for that. But if this show goes on hiatus, chances are it's probably because I'm working on a movie. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes a short little vacation is necessary just to keep the creative process alive, too. So, if you got to go away, get up and go. And that's how you can handle your creative burnout. And then you have to remember, your previous episodes that you made, not all of them are winners. And everything's a change in flux, especially here on the J-Man show. You never know, by the time we get to 200, then I'm on the road to 300, reaching those S. Anthony Thomas levels as much as possible, because that's what I want to do. That's one of my goals. And shout out to S. Anthony Thomas for his two shows, S. Anthony Says and The S. Anthony Show, which one of those I got to make an appearance on. I still need to make an appearance on Rob's show, too. Quite a lot of people I need to make an appearance on. It's going to happen. But what I was saying was, don't worry about your previous stuff. You say, oh, this isn't as good as my old one. This isn't as good as the current one. Uh, uh, I can't go back to that style anymore and things like that. <laughs> make fun of yourself a little bit. Do a parody on yourself because, yeah, if you can run around and make fun of everything else, which in turn makes fun of itself, like the way Trump was with that um, whole British um, dinner speech he was doing not too long ago. Yeah, a little bit of that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, the, the topics come from life. You can go ahead and use those if you want. And then, you know, make making fun of yourself first is important because nobody can make fun of you any worse than you can make fun of yourself. That's just the way it goes. But the beautiful part about the creator burnout is you can sit there and admit to yourself that you are going through a little burnout, and that kind of helps as well. But the thing is, you don't stop producing, you don't stop creating. You just remember to jump back in when the time is right. And the time will be right once you push and put the mic back on. Just like how I'm sitting here doing this right now with my Beats headset. But, since there's a lot of craziness out there in the world, I'm going to have to get me another pair of headset because 
These Beats headsets are for the J-Man and the J-Man studio only. <laughs> so, once I get that all worked up, I'll be ready to go. But, you know, like, like if anything else, don't, don't let yourself get beat up because you're an independent creator. If you are an independent creator, you should always have fail-safes just in case that happens. Like, say, like, if you have a counter-idea or something that's off to the side, you know, make sure you have that lined up. If you're not ready to promote and push that yet, you know, you're probably not because of probably your spare tire for, like, say, like, if the main wheels aren't working right. So it's just little things like that because, um, preferably, you know, taking a day off is good. But if you're in preparation for that day off, it's even better. Now... I hope a lot of you have probably uh, have other solutions or other different ways of handling your creator burnout. But I just wanted to throw it out there for those of you who are getting started. It's not too hard to do. It's just, you know, it's just the way life works sometimes. Things will not come to you, and the best vacation you can have is just sit there and do nothing. But, but there is one thing, though. You ever sit back and, like, really read reviews? Like, really read movie reviews from time to time? Like, you know, you sit there and say, like, there was a film you liked, and then all of a sudden you see Rotten Tomatoes show up, and they give it a stupid, give it some of the most outlandish kind of review you can think of. And you're like, what, 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 what is this? What are you doing, Rotten Tomatoes? What are you doing? And it turns out that Rotten Tomatoes has given it a, a 26% because they didn't understand the concept of it. Or they give it something even lower because they just didn't care. Or, hey, guess what? Your bias is showing. See, as I've always said before, Rotten Tomatoes is a joke, ladies and gentlemen. Ever since the original creators really sold out years on and years on, I think they sold out to Fandango, right? Yeah, Fandango owns Rotten Tomatoes now. So there's another one right there. It's like this. These things are connected. And while criticism of things is possible and legal, there's nothing wrong with it. There is a moment where you realize there's a hidden agenda behind it. Or you realize that, hey, you know, we just don't understand these type of films. We're just not going to give it the credibility that is due for it. Now, I don't know why the reason Godzilla, King of the Monsters, has 40%, you know, rotten on there. When at the same time, all the fans love it. 97%, which, by the way, respect to the fans for that. There is nothing wrong with it. Because you, you know as much as I do. Plot's okay, you know, the human plot of what they try to do, or whatever sort of scenario it is that involves radiation, <laughs> and they wake the monsters up, and the monsters start destroying the city and everything else. You don't really care about what the humans go through from time to time. Now, some of you probably do, but a lot of us don't. We want to see stuff get smashed. We want to see the evil monster be destroyed, because they woke up that evil monster after a while, right? That's what those Godzilla movies were about. And not only that, some of them were a testament to the dangers of using nuclear radiation. You know what I'm saying? It, but, but you see, in this new lineup, we finally got the right Godzilla, especially in 2014, even though the cutaways and the teasing that happened, you know, it, whether it makes or breaks the film is entirely up to anybody's interpretation. But I thought it was okay for its time. I mean, I was a little indifferent about it when I first reviewed it, but after subsequent rewatches and knowing that there is going to be a big, big universe to follow this with King Kong back in action, the movie, the movie has been redeemed. 
especially on these shores. But with this one, everybody's like, Godzilla doesn't get that much love in the States. Godzilla doesn't get that much appreciation in America. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. He don't get it from you. He get it from us. Those of us that have sat there on TNT's Monster Vision every Saturday, hosted by Joe Bob Briggs, you all know this. You all remember it back in the day. That stuff used to be on Sci-Fi every Saturday, or TNT Monster Vision, like I just said, or any of these other shows where they were like, hey, you know what? We got some of these old tapes here with these uh, monsters. Let's just go ahead and air them up. Let's just show them to people. And you see that it used to be a thing. Even AMC had like a whole um kaiju monster monster marathon at one time and they were nice enough to even show the early 50s godzilla stuff like you know godzilla king of the monsters and um let's see that came out well the redux version that came out in 1955 but if you think about it it's just a rehash of 1954's gojira but still you know we got to see it and they were nice enough to even show godzilla raids again which is also known as gigantus the fire monster because they didn't want to bank on godzilla because godzilla died at the end it's like yo really y'all care about continuity at this point now as you sit there and you watch it he's fighting against angulus i thought it was okay for what it was it was it was a nice black and white movie i just didn't care about the redubbing and them calling godzilla gigantus but once you look past that then you're like oh okay well this is all right and then when he got trapped in the snowy mountain, and then he came out of the snowy mountain to battle against King Kong, which was Toho's version of King Kong, it, it was great. And that's going to happen in next year's Godzilla vs. Kong movie. But right now, with this movie alone, it's been poorly reviewed. It's kind of like when you look at Transformers uh, Revenge of the Fallen, right? Yeah, okay, I get it. The lines were kind of corny and the roommates sucked, but at the end of the day, you were happy to see um, the Autobots versus Decepticons, right? You finally got to see Megatron kill Optimus Prime. <laughs> and then some. I mean, like, that was more or less the Decepticons movie at that point. I'm just going to say it because it's the truth, but a lot of the fans loved it, you know? Even if you didn't care for Michael Bay, a lot of fans loved it. But then you look at... um how they reviewed Godzilla King of the Monsters, trying to say that it was just too much, too much violence and action-packed and explosions all over the place, and, and the monsters were... What do, you, what do you want the monsters to do? Sit and have tea or something? Wait, wait, do you want the monsters to just not, not battle each other? That's what you want! I mean, come on, they're in a world that they didn't make. I mean, they sit there and they see the bullet train coming around. I want to see Godzilla kick the bullet train over into Ghidorah's face. That is entertainment for me. Not to mention, like, it, it's a good movie that's poorly reviewed because people, I guess, A, don't understand the concept, or B, are too emotionally soft or sensitive to just allow themselves to relax as an escape and see this for what it is. The MonsterVerse is fine. You're the one with the problem. And then you look at this crazy sort of concept that we're in with criticism in general. Because there's a petition out there now for people to tell the Game of Thrones writers that they should not write for Star Wars. Get the hell over yourself, I say. You know why? Because at that point, it is not about you. A job's a job. Now, if I don't know about you, but as a writer, it is my job to go ahead and write things to either inform, entertain, and in some ways, both. And if I'm going to go ahead and write a series out 
who the hell are you to come up with a petition to try to make me stop? Unless it says Warner or Disney or any of these other conglomerates down there at the bottom, I'll consider it, but chances are I probably won't stop writing it. At that point, I look at those guys who made the Game of Thrones mythos for the for development on TV. For development on TV, mind you, because I know George R. R. Martin, The Song of Fire and Ice and Fire. But the truth is, is this. You, you can't just go ahead and try to figure that you're going to petition for people to stop doing stuff. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? File a class action lawsuit because you didn't get the ending you wanted? It was left up to interpretation anyway. When you got an ensemble cast-based property like that, it's all up for interpretation. Whether your guy wins or your girl wins or whoever wins or loses, it's entirely up to the show itself. If you don't like it, don't watch the final season anymore. Just sit there and limbo about it and, and, and pull out somebody's fanfic and say, Yes, I'm whole again. Because that's just the way people do. You're not going to win with something like that. Especially if you're going ahead and waste our time petitioning. And see, I remember when petitioning used to be an art form. I remember when you were protesting something and you got stuff done. You had a meeting of the minds, sort of. But you see, a long time ago, when people started thinking, hey, I can get all or nothing, or I can go ahead and do all this other concepts here and, and, and take and take and take, you forget the idea of the struggle. Because when you got like a major conglomerate that bows and caters to you, even though chances are it'll probably try to screw you with something else because that's just what people do. People love the railroad. The idea is, is try to get on that same platform or in that same ballpark and you're not doing it by just saying, it's all or nothing, I finally got what I want! Yay! Equality wins! Another thing is, that's not equality, that's special treatment. Equality is something that comes when it pertains to both parties not just one not just like because you're a party and that company's a party you, you don't have just one overrules all because then that company has to figure out okay we've already done dealt with your nonsense so how am i going to take care of the hundreds of thousand other nonsenses out there and if it can't be done it can't be done bye see ya see what i'm saying it's and you should only use that when things are unreasonable not because things didn't go your way. Know the difference about that, right? And you see, a lot of people forget that concept. Oh, I, I need to be treated specially. I, I need to be treated a certain way. And it's just too many narratives out there. But because at the end of the day, if I was any of those writers on Game of Thrones, or anybody involved in the production of Game of Thrones, believe me, I would tell you to go screw yourself right to your face. I would tell you that exactly right then and there. Because you know what? I wouldn't care if you bought the shirts or anything. I made my money. And I'm moving on to the next product. And as I make that next product, it'll probably be better than what I have done on this previous series. Because that's my job. And since I'm not suffering from creative burnout at that time, I'm doing what I gotta do. And the next thing you know is you might protest me by not watching the series. Wait, which is good, it's a silent protest, or you might be that one jerk that'll go ahead and make me more popular because, hey, that's just free advertisement coming out of your mouth. At the end of the damn day, I'm going to be okay, and my pockets will be lined and fat, just like your wife. I, I, I mean, well, you know, pardon my French, just like your husband. I mean, pardon my French again, just like your beard. 
For those of you out there that don't know what that is, ask your mom. But the point is, is this. You, you can't just sit there and protest, protest, protest and think things are automatically going to go your way. You're going to have to welcome to the real world a little bit, accept what went on, keep on going. And a lot of people want you to accept them for certain things that they do. But here's the problem. You don't know about self-acceptance, so how the hell are you going to worry about other acceptances? And I mean, the Game of Thrones show has been over for quite some time. But it's funny that people will just not let this go. You know? And going back to Godzilla, if you really feel bad about what happened in that show, why don't you watch Godzilla? At the end of the day, a monster will tribe over other monsters and there are multiple battles going on. Hell, at the end of the day, you'll, you'll be comfortable with it. <laughs> you'll be like, oh my god, this is therapeutic. This is, in a way, what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? So it's alright. And at the end of the day, it would be all a good night. But you see, I got taste when it comes to these kind of things, y'all. Because, you know, like I said, I was never a super fan about it. And to this day, I will never be a super fan about it. Because I've seen this kind of concept before. And I know about downer endings. You gotta learn how to take it. And here's the thing, if they write a Star Wars movie where everybody dies at the end, they're already late because Rogue One did it ahead of time. So, yeah, it's all good. (laughs) But hey, I just wanted to let you all know about those certain scenarios that's been going on. I'm hoping that there are no more roadblocks out there because if there are, I'll just have to take a jackhammer in my way and go ahead and bust them all up because... I'm on the road to 200 episodes, and I got more to come for you all. But that wraps up this episode for episode 102, and I hope you all enjoy it. There will be an episode 103 happening this Wednesday, because I just can't leave it alone. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, I had a tweet up there with a poll for whether the mini bites should go daily or weekly. And at this point, 78% of you said keep it weekly. So yeah, from here on out, it stays weekly. Okay, because, uh, yeah, and then uh, shout out to the Geekdom Fancast for reaching out to me about it. They said, don't overburden yourself, you know what I'm saying? And you know what? They're right, because, whew, got a lot going on. So, you know, it's a fun pipe idea, but it's just not going to happen this year. So, yeah, we're staying weekly with all the shows. But until then, though, I want you all to take it easy. This is the J-Man signing off. So, peace. There's a difference between do-it-yourself and do-it-for-a-living. At The Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you think you can solve any problem by turning your computer off and on. Hey man, is something wrong with your laptop? Nah, I just need to turn it off and on. It's no problem. It's smoking. Yeah, that just means it needs to reboot. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. And now it's on fire. Happens all the time. It's all good. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.